Now, the Game Force is running the same processor, the same rock chip as most of the popular handheld handheld emulator devices out there, including the RG351P and M, the RG351V, the uh, Odroid Go Advance, Odroid Go Super, and RGB10 and RGB Max. So, same processor, but... What sets this apart from other devices is that, well, the shape, the design, and some of the hardware used. So, quite a bit. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with what it looks like. So, the Game Force looks a little bit like, well, kids today might not know this console. But back in the day, there were a couple competitors to the Game Boy Advance now. I wouldn't say any of them were particularly uh, impressive, but there are a few out there. You know, stuff like the Wonder Swan, um, the Nokia Engage, which is the taco phone. Um, that was a disaster. And another one called the Neo Geo Pocket and Neo Geo Pocket Color. Now, the Neo Geo Pocket Color is what this device is generally based upon, um, which is similar to a Game Boy Advance, at least the original style Game Boy Advance, not the SP. Uh, and this device here has uh, directional buttons, uh, the four XYBA buttons, a start and select, a dedicated home button, two other buttons uh, for uh, you can map them, they just say 1 and 2. Um, an L1 and L2 and R1 and R2. As well as two, uh, you know, um, analog sticks. This does not have the push down button. So, there's no L3, R3 clicking. Um, 
but I assume that that's what these extra one and two buttons are for. It charges via USB Type-C. It comes with a headphone jack, a micro SD card slot, and does not include the micro SD card or any games, a power button, and just to go and tell, and we'll talk about a little bit of feature later, but a couple extra features. So, out of the box, you'll probably want to go and give this a charge. You're going to need you to get yourself a micro SD card. It does not come with one. Uh, you will also need to go to the official page for uh, Emulec, Emu uh, Emulec, uh, which has official support for this device. So when you download that, when you download and uh, install the operating system, you can use uh, your writer of choice. I used Raspberry Pi Imager. Uh, you'll boot up, you'll set it up, and you can uh, start adding in the ROMs after it uh, finishes creating the partition. Now, you can insert the microSD card into your computer, and it will have its own partition drive that you can just drop the ROMs on. It'll work with Windows. And then you can also configure stuff like Wi-Fi. It's very similar to the RG351P. The uh, menu options also will seem similar to Emulation Station. So if you've used RetroPie, you'll pretty much be at home. Now, what sets this apart from, say, the RG351P, which I love, is it has a, well, the screen. The screen is uh, twice the resolution. So it's a six, uh, 640 by 480. So... Um, your, so your games will look a little bit more crisp. However, there's a downside. And that is that the colors on the on the device are a little on the cool side. Now, what does that mean? That means a little bit more muted, a little bit kind of blue. But that's, uh, that's what to expect. So... Um, Game game wise, uh, performance wise, I played Sonic Three and Knuckles. Played uh, perfectly fine between the two devices, uh, doing differences. There are uh, two. There's two speakers, by the way, two speaker ports for stereo sound. Um, this has Wi-Fi built in, so you don't need to use a an adapter to get your Wi-Fi, unlike the RG351P. And I gotta also say that the menu, the menus for um, Emulation Station or how you navigate to go and choose game, look way better than the RG351Ps. Just gotta go and say that with a comparison. It's it's definitely sharper. Um, a really cool feature I did not talk about about this is that it has backlit buttons, and not only does it have backlit buttons, but they're customizable. You can change the color. So there are, multi there are multiple different colors. And you don't have to have it on. Um, out of the box though. There is one thing that does bother me. But it is it is easily changeable. Is that the uh, light. The power button to let you know that it's on. Will keep flashing or just stay on. So you can turn that off. 
if you want. But um, I think that the flashing just distracts me. So I turn that off now. Again, a couple of things that you do need to take that you do need to take note of is that there is, of course, having to set it up by yourself, and that, well, the buttons themselves, the the directional buttons are great. I love it, but I'm not quite uh, as big of a fan of the XYBA buttons, which feel a little mushy. Um, they are not as firm or as, you know, solid as the RG351Ps, for example. And again, there is a lack of the L3R3 clicking on the direct, on the on the two analog sticks, so you do not get that. However, it is nice to hold. Um, setup is pretty well, pretty well done. Um, I will say this is that the plastic does not feel as premium. I want to say as the RG351P. However, it's all, I'm not saying that it's brittle or that it's, you know, flimsy at all. It's just that I just prefer the feeling of the RG351P's plastic. So, um, a few things to note, though, is that, again, it runs an official version of the Emulec operating system. What does that mean? Well, the RG351P, which runs, you can install the, uh, 351 ELEC is actually a port. It is not the official Emulec, so you need to take you need to keep that in mind. Again, one thing that this device does benefit from is the increased screen resolution. Uh, one of the themes I'm running is uh, has a lot of pictures in the background, and they look great. I, I just it really does look fantastic. So, there's not too much else to go and say about this. Again, this does compete with the RG351P. It's got the similar process, you know, similar processor. Not quite as fan, quite a big of a fan of the uh, all the text around the bezel. Uh, you have a big game force in the front, and you also have uh, text on the top. Uh, Almost gives off that vibe of, uh, well, I I don't really say, I can't really say what kind of vibe it gives off, um, but just note that that's there. That's one of the issues. Now, no hardware problems on my end, uh, no light bleeding that I can tell, at least from the screen, you know, due to the LEDs inside all the buttons, and the buttons that light up are the Directional buttons, the one and two at the bottom left, the home button in the center, the select and start at the right, at the bottom right, and the XYBA buttons at the top right, they all light up. But, um, and you can, of course, change it to different colors. So, you got white, purple, yellow, cyan, red green, and blue.
And you can turn off the status LED to either have it on or the heartbeat. I just have it off, but I can just leave it on if you you can just leave it on if you want. Uh, you can enable SSH and Bluetooth in the settings options. That's where also the co button colors are. Um, and just other stuff on there as well. You can customize it uh, the way you want. Very similar to the RG351P and performance is very similar. Again, this doesn't... this The one difference though is that the resolution is better. So... Your stuff, your games are probably going to look better, sharper on the RG, I'm sorry, on the Game Force rather than the RG351P. So, just keep that in mind. Um, you can add in screenshots and screen covers by using stuff like Scraper. Scraper is great to go and scrape all of your ROMs and then download the images, which you can then put into the images folder to go and have your box art and you don't need to go and uh, keep the art the game force turned on in fact you can do that you have to take out the micro SD card anyways to go and plug it into your device to your computer or at least that's what I recommend you probably could mount this as a uh, as a drive if you really wanted to but again that requires keeping the device on so I'd recommend doing that first after you load up before loading up your ROMs and really, that's about it. Uh, of course, there are additional themes that you can download and install. Uh, this the, the performance. Uh, you'll play up to PlayStation 1 very, perfectly fine. Maybe even get a little bit of uh, N64 and Dreamcast, but I wouldn't really recommend it. And of course, Arcade is a mixed bag, depending on how uh, tough it is to emulate that one arcade game. You know, most of the older stuff from, uh, you know, mid-90s and before will emulate just fine. So, another thing is that I think that the battery life, the battery sensor also does not, you know, is more accurate than the uh, RG351Ps. So, that's that point in that favor. And, of course... I, re I really can't stop talking about the screen. The screen resolution is super great. But there is that color issue. So if you kind of want a more accurate color, the RG351P has an edge that way um, on that. But otherwise, better screen on this, on this system. You know, uh, what more can I say? Also, it's more of a 4x3 look rather than a rather than the way that it's stretched with the RG351P. So, that's another thing to keep in mind. In other news, uh, there's a little bit of controversy going on with the uh, 199 handheld that's supposed to have a Snapdragon processor, and it could be an 845, 855, or 865. Uh, be about 199 or 200 dollars. Taki, Taki, who has his own, uh, you know, channel and his own Discord, has been uh, kind of teasing this device that, uh, you know, his. Uh, his contacts uh, have been, uh, mess you know, showing him and showing him, you know, 
information and the handouts and such. Uh, but there's supposed to be an Indiegogo, and that did not happen. Unfortunately, we're still in the dark on when this will de- when this device will release and when we'll be able to pl- place orders. And everything again we've seen is still not the final build. It's impressive looking. It'd be nice if it launches. It will handle Wii and GameCube GameCube games, but we still don't know when it's going to happen. So, um, if you're holding out for this device, maybe, well, you're just probably going to go and hold out for a little bit longer, I guess, or maybe look into getting, uh, spending a little bit more money and getting one of those uh, Pow Kitty devices, or get yourself a GDP. And when I say Pal Kitty, I'm talking about the higher-end Android devices, or probably get yourself a GPD win. Now, something that hasn't been talked about too much, but is, but well, I haven't talked about it at least, but is uh, on the horizon are the next-generation uh, emulation handhelds. Uh, these are even more Switch-like. Uh, the R- the RGB 10 Max is starting up there with the and the odroid go super but then we also have the rg 50 uh 55 too and that's looking pretty in uh pretty nice uh it looks like it's going to be using a different processor not the same processor that we've been using with the 351p and game force and other devices and this one actually looks like it will require active cooling now the switch itself uses uh which this is going to be a clone of uses active cooling as well has its own fan and there have been some screenshots and videos of well this device using the fan as well but also screenshots of this running um, god of war on psp perfectly which uh, is going to be something that's really interesting so no no idea when that's going to go and drop specifically but uh, you know we're holding out and hoping that it will be a really nice device And that about wraps it up for episode 12 of the FPC Gaming Podcast. This is Jimmy Russell signing off. And if you have any questions or want to go and add, uh, you know, if you want me to talk about something or take a look into something um, or even want to go and discuss a little bit more about RetroPyre handouts, just send us a message. Uh, Reach out to us on the Discord, the subreddit, or on the website. Uh, The contact information is contact at spcgaming.net. And I hope you all have a great evening or day, whatever time it is. Anyway, see ya.